0: Stay blue.
1: What's up, y'all? Episode 10 is here, boys. Double digits. Uh, we're well under 50 days until it's football time in Tennessee. Um, Spanky out today. Imagine that. Uh, yeah, always calling in sick. Uh, just kidding. Uh, glad to have Spur on the show. How you doing, man?
0: Hey, I'm doing great. Just come off the softball field. Gladiators are 2-0 here in our local co-ed league.
1: Spur is coach and... Uh, Designated hitter, I believe, That's is right. Is the position. Uh, how you doing, Corbin? I'm doing great. I just come from Corbin's Castle
2: over in Lansing. I'm about to defend my title that I've been the champion for for 63 days hey, later this, this lose season.
0: that title.
2: I ain't going to lose nothing. I am the king. <laughs> I got a castle.
1: We're going to talk about uh, the NCAA's decision regarding former head coach Jeremy Pruitt, um, his recruiting violations. A lot to dissect there. We're going to talk about SEC mascots. We've ranked helmets. We've ranked coaches. We've ranked teams. We've ranked uniforms. And we're going to rank mascots. I believe that's only fitting. Um,
0: Bet you know who I have at number 14. I don't know. I, we'll find out. We'll find out. Go stay gonna, tuned.
1: It's going to be good. Um, we have our jersey countdown. We have the duels we just mentioned. Corbin has been champion for 63 days in a row. We have Boom. start bench cut. Not 64. we have Florida Alabama Georgia or other coming your way as well we have a lot to unpack stick with us thank you to the Fairview Union for letting us use their music for our show we're we'll right back with the weekend recap hey what's up y'all it's the Val daddy I want to give a big shout out to the Fairview Union great musicians local people Chads from my hometown they were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. I'm a
0: 100,000 can't get louder. Gators come and get your song. Here yeah, we will be singing I saw. We're all about bringing it on. We're all about bringing it on.
2: The Vol Navy's getting crazy on the Tennessee.
1: We're tailgating, just waiting for that power tee. We're on, on, bring it on down to hundred thousand. 000- and we're back. Uh, next, we've got our recap slash Tennessee news slash game maxims, which will air during the season. Um, let's start with former Tennessee pitcher Chase Burns. He announced he has transferred to Wake Forest.
0: And, you know, he had a hell of a run at Rocky Top. He's... Went to the Demon Deacons at Wake Forest, and uh, we wish him luck. It's clear that he wants to be a starter, and I don't think he was going to start here, so at least he's not in the SEC. I wish him the best, too. I mean, we kind of knew this was
2: kind of coming. This isn't a big shocker to me. He had a fantastic season this year and last year both. He's I wish him the best. He's a good player. He's going to go MLB. I ain't got no hard feelings against him.
0: Let's face it, it's the nature of the beast with a transfer portal in the NIL, and Everything else going on in the NCAA, so going to gain some and lose some and and wishing the best in his future. Definitely. It's definitely the new age. We, we yeah. future-endeavored him.
1: Yeah, it sucks. Like Corbin said, we knew it was going to happen. Um, I don't know. I, I keep kind of wondering what happened, you know, with, with him too. I mean, you can't tell me he wasn't happy here by, by watching him play in, in Omaha, you know, but um, – i just got to rip the Band-Aid off and, and trust Tony Vitello.
0: And, and maybe that's just it. Maybe Tony Vitello is just too honest with him. Tony V's probably telling him, hey, listen, you're going to be in the bullpen, and that's not where he wants to be. And Tony V said, if you want to start, you might want to find you a place where you can start. And, you know, Wake Forest is certainly right there at the very top of the college baseball world. So he'll have a chance to make a World Series next year as well. Sink or swim.
1: Yeah, it's better than uh, going to uh, going to one of our rivals, that's for sure.
0: It'd be fun to play him in Oklahoma next season, though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, next news, Tennessee basketball loses another one to the portal. Forward Chris Ledlam uh, has entered the transfer portal. Once again, he came from Harvard not long ago. He averaged 18.8 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game at Harvard last season. What are your thoughts on this? I'm kind of shocked, honestly. Uh, I wasn't expecting
2: him to – transfer out on us, and uh, I'm kind of disappointed, too, because Harvard does produce some good basketball players. I mean, the Ivy League, a lot of people look at the Ivy League and think they're a small conference, and they own, they don't like compete for championships nothing, but they always produce good players, and when they have a team like Harvard or Princeton every now and then, that gets hot. That team is really dang good.
0: And you know, we're going to be a deep team next year. Rick Barnes has a stacked roster already. It does open up a, a scholarship for Triple J, so... Maybe he can slide in and actually be on scholarship. So, while we've never seen this dude play basketball at Tennessee, uh, you know, who, who knows what kind of playing time
1: he would have gotten. I agree. Um, Haven't looked real, you know, real deep into this, but I don't have too much opinion. Like you said, with Josiah coming back, um, he might have just realized kind of what role that he was going to have, you know, with the team.
2: Um, What year uh, was he, though? Freshman, sophomore, senior,
1: junior? Mm-hmm not sure on that <laughs> I mean I remember seeing it but I uh, don't have it here in the notes I would say probably a big culture change coming from from Harvard to and That to big party school at
0: Harvard down to uh, you know the, the academic standards at Tennessee yeah I mean like like
1: Corbin said Harvard you know them, them schools are good the surprised SEC he was able to get in Tennessee one, you know yeah SEC basketball is a little bit different. Um, All right, let's spark things up with some positive news Um, This has already been our most negative show probably so far And we've not even got into uh, (laughs) the NCAA (laughs) stuff yet But uh, it's been a long time since there's been negative news around Tennessee So we can't can't complain too much, I don't guess But Tennessee has a crystal ball Um, A big time crystal ball prediction He's announcing this Wednesday Which will be the day we air this show Five-star wide receiver, Mike Matthews.
0: We're back to wide receiver university. Bring him.
1: On three gives us an 86.7% chance to land him. They give Clemson, Clemson, a, four Clemson. Point, Clemson a 4.7% chance to land him. They give Georgia a 3.5% chance to land him. And USC, 1.7% chance to land him. Everyone in the country is offered offered Mike Matthews, though.
0: Go ahead, Corbin. It's great to see five-star receivers wanting to come to Tennessee. I looked it
2: up, and, uh, yeah, he's probably going to be coming to Tennessee because I, the guy that gave, gives this crystal ball prediction is Steve Wiltfog. He's 277 out of 286 he gets up. Mm. So he's not very
1: long. I'm very excited for this. Um, ESPN has him as the number – one wide receiver in the country. Rivals nice. has him as the number one wide receiver in the country. On three has him as the number four wide receiver in the country.
2: 13 overall in recruiting. yeah, recruiting for, for, yeah. for, for that one. 13, yeah, 13
1: yeah. overall in the class. Yeah,
0: And hopefully by the time you all are listening to this podcast, he'll be the Tennessee a- <laughs> Vol.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully. And uh, we um, all don't look stupid. This will be massive for, for the Tennessee Volunteers. Clemson, I don't know. We just keep beating that damn ass. I know. Oh, Dabo, <laughs> man. He's, he's still flipping them hamburgers. <laughs> uh, SEC Media Days is this week. Today, as in Monday, because this is a recorded show, we have LSU, Missouri, and Texas A&M. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we have Auburn, Georgia, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt. Wednesday, we have Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky. Thursday, we have Ole Miss, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee has quarterback Joe Milton, defensive lineman Omari Thomas, and tight end Jacob Warren representing them. Great cast. Um, would you all change or, or pick anybody else to represent Tennessee?
0: You know, I guess I'd like to see McCall. McCoy or a wide receiver represent us there because, you know, quarterback-wide receiver duo, uh, maybe Jalen Wright, but it's a good list of... of Players that's going to be there. Uh, of course, you know. I wish that. Uh,
1: I bet it's hard to pick pick a wide receiver or a sure. running back. That's probably the might be the reason. I'm sure.
0: You know, maybe the power will go out on Wednesday and we don't get to hear from Alabama, Florida, or <laughs> Kentucky. We we can't get that lucky.
1: I think it's
2: a uh, a great group of guys. I mean, can't pick nobody better. I mean, nope. I I would have picked anybody. Probably been like he said, Jalen White, Bo McCoy, Scott McCoy uh, – score Squirrel all right. Score right and. Uh,
0: Yeah, I would, uh, I don't know.
1: Thursdays definitely looks like a solid day for, for some drama uh, compared course, to the rest of the days.
0: They'll have Tennessee going last on Thursday, so that way people will stick around here. To, I guess it's really, we're, we're not really hosting because it's in Nashville, but we might as well be hosting because it's certainly not
1: Vanderbilt. Did y'all see the billboards that Tennessee hung up, though? Yeah, it's pretty cool. That great. was awesome. Uh, I would love to see some hypo and beamer drama myself. Um you know, Kiffin, he'll be he'll be stirring the pot per yeah. usual. Um I don't know. It's a hearty
2: SEC media days. That's crazy. It's crazy with this close already, honestly. You know well,
1: we'll be in Nashville in a month and a half. It's heating up, baby.
0: I know we're just we're just talking on a Monday, it's not air till Wednesday, but do understand that there's some rumors going around already that Nashville's trying to get an SEC championship game in their new stadium, so We'll see how that goes.
1: And then the last thing before we get into our our first main talking point, there's been some jersey changes for Tennessee football team. Um, Notable jersey number changes this season. Jalen Wright is going to be wearing number zero. Uh, Wide receiver Dante Thornton will wear number one. Defensive back Gabe Judy Lolly will wear number one. Linebacker Aaron Beasley will wear number six. That's a – that's a big change big from change. 24 to 6. Running back Dylan Sampson will wear number 6 on the offensive side of the ball. Linebacker Arian Carter, true freshman, will wear number 7. Wide receiver Ramel Keaton will wear number 9. Um, he's been number 80. So that's that's, that's going to be different. That's what will confuse me. Um, defensive tackle Elijah Simmons is going to wear number 10 coming from number 51. So you'll have number 10 right there in the mix and you'll have omari thomas wearing 21 as well so (laughs) i don't know i I like the big boys and them little numbers for some reason and then linebacker uh keenan peely the transfer from byu will wear number 11 so just wanted to throw that out there we'll hit the commercial break and we'll be right back with our first main talking point of the day Hey y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. We're doing a huge giveaway for the season opener in Nashville versus Virginia. A pair of tickets, four rows off the field. All you have to do is join up for the Volunteer Club. You should already be a member, but here's your chance to join and win some tickets at the same time. The higher membership you get, the more entries you're going to get to win the tickets. Refer a friend, I'll double your chances to win. We will do the giveaway live on our show. Remember, you have to use my link. Screenshot that QR code or get on my Facebook, my TikTok, my Instagram, whatever. Join today. Go Vols. Okay, and we're back. Next, we've got our first main talking point of the day presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Mm-hmm. NCAA is finally, after a very long process, dropped... Two and a the, half years. Yeah, they've dropped the hammer uh, on the Tennessee Volunteers. Let's kind of just go down the list of each punishment. And we can going just talk about them one by one instead of naming them all off and, and then it just being a cluster. So the first thing, uh, the first, I guess, penalty is Tennessee has been fined $8 million by the NCAA. NCAA officials have said this fine is the largest in history by the NCAA.
0: $8 million for $60,000 in cash benefits. Yeah. You know, we're still not paying Jeremy Pruitt $12 million buyout, so in the long run we're saving a little bit of money. But I don't know, this is a little excessive. I think it's a money grab by the NCAA, and kind of makes me wonder, you know, Tennessee is a tax taxpayer-funded entity, as it is. Of course, our athletics department raises their own revenue, but $8 million is pretty excessive. It's a, definitely it
2: definitely more than I was expecting. I knew it had to be been one of the biggest in history, and I saw it was $8 million.
0: Yeah, $8 million is ridiculous. I, think, I guess some executives are going to get raises in the
1: NCAA. I can't, I can't stand the NCAA anymore. I mean, it, it's been bad for a long time, but it just they're so out of touch with with reality. I mean, um, I
0: mean what does it what is it prove to to find a university, a school trying to survive eight million dollars? You know, they was let's just say let's just say that this was Tennessee Tech in this same situation. Right, they find a Tennessee Tech eight million dollars, their athletics department shuts down. The whole athletics yeah. department shuts yeah, down. Yeah. So they fined Tennessee eight million dollars because they knew Tennessee could afford it. They, yeah, that's the bottom line. Exactly. Well, that's
2: what they put out. What they they put what they knew the university could afford.
0: So, in other words, had it been another school, this would not have been the same kind of fine.
1: I guess the I guess the only good news here is like like Spur mentioned that Tennessee, you know, they do have Jeremy Pruitt's money still, kind of. So um, the buyout money or whatever. I don't know how much uh. that is exactly yet, but. Hopefully that uh, that covers most of the cost. About four million, probably.
2: What we what we what we got out
1: on.
0: Hey, yeah. when the Tennessee makes the playoffs this year, we'll 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 get that money back.
2: Oh yeah, did you see that? How many beers we sold in the Ole Miss game a couple years ago? I and, did, and the yeah. profit
0: the profit we had. Yeah, they were all on the field. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what was that number? It was like eight hundred thousand or something. Wasn't I thought. Well, it was just like, in beer sales.
0: It was crazy. It was like, so fun.
2: Oh, it was close to I think six hundred thousand dollars in yeah, it was, revenue in beer sales, and it's like something crazy. Like I, I don't I forget it's like 90,000 beers. No no no, the beers was ungodly. Yeah yeah, it was like <laughs> two hundred thousand beers or something like that.
1: Um, so, yeah I mean we'll, we'll be all right. It just I don't know it, it's ridiculous, but anyway, nothing you can do about it. Number penalty number two, um, there was over two hundred NCAA violations. 18 of those were classified as level one violations, which are the most serious violations within the NCAA. Um, the NCAA called Tennessee's infractions one of the most serious instances of infractions in the history of the NCAA. Ex-Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt offered uh, would-be players around $60,000 in gifts. It'll all be legal today. It would definitely be, yeah, legal today. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna downplay yeah. it. I mean, it, it's bad in terms of breaking rules. You know, I do. I, I, do, but under,
2: like, I do understand. Like, if it pre- nil deals, I do understand because it was the Wolves then. Yep. But, gosh,
1: every you know. single Division One team in the country. It, is doing this though, it, like Jeremy Pruitt and staff were just were just terrible at we're it. We're going to talk more
0: about this as a, as the show goes on today, but Jeremy Pruitt learned how to do this from somewhere, Nick Saban. Yeah, but yeah. you know, this this certainly probably was not the first time he's been involved in some kind of,
1: of cheating when it comes to recruiting. Yeah, I mean, we're talking sixty thousand dollars. Um You've got Saban who owns like what four Mercedes Benz dealerships. Mm-hmm and the players are driving them cars um, and some of the you stuff you just got to be smart <laughs> about what you're doing
2: well, and some of the stuff really wasn't that bad what he's paying for he's paying for like some players family a couple players families like houses because they was bankrupt or didn't have a place oh, to live or some hotel
0: stays on official visits you know i don't i don't really have a problem with that ever you know right. some of these student athletes are coming from not so uh, wealthy households and coming having to travel the country to to visit these colleges I, I had no problem whatsoever with helping some of them out but at the time it was against the rules now we can do it a little bit but you know we're paying the piper now i guess you could say
2: 200 violations though that is a That's shit ton of
0: violations it's 18 level one
1: just not smart at all i mean like You've got, there's plenty of loopholes in anything in life, you know, like, (laughs) like whether you're talking about taxes or whatever, but I mean, not to sound like a scam artist or something, but I mean, my biggest thing is like, like Spur mentioned is where did he learn this from? Where did it trickle down from? Mm -hmm. And I mean, you've got the Saban Kirby Pruitt tree right there. It's going on in Alabama. I don't care what it's anybody has. Been going on in said. Alabama. Uh, in
0: every other major school in the country. This is a
2: that's I, I can two hundred, I just think that's worse than SMU in the eighties, you know. I just I don't know.
1: Do you think do you hold Fulmer you know, accountable was, at all
0: mean, or how do you how do you not, you know? He was our athletic director at the time. It's I love trickle Fulmer, down, but... Trickle down or trickle up, as you say, because we all love uh, Philip Fulmer, but uh, he holds some responsibility in this, no doubt.
1: Yeah, you... You've, yeah, I mean, you'd be... Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for here, but, I mean, you'd be ignorant to not think that, you know, he has responsibility here. Well, honestly, lucky. that We didn't get a bow ban or That's, anything. We're
0: going to talk about that in just a minute, I believe.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so penalty three. Five years of probation for Tennessee and a reduction in football scholarships by a total of 28 during the five-year probation period. Um, I mean, this is a big deal, but with the self-imposed penalties, Tennessee, um, after this year, will have 18 of those 28 already out of the way. So that leaves us with 10. So easy math, you know, that would be two every year. Two scholarships every year for the next five years is, is ideal as far as cuts.
0: I mean, so it's not great. You know, uh, we got 85 scholarships per season, so taking it down to 83, you know, there's out of those 85 scholarships probably maybe 60 see the field and others Yeah, do not. So it, it, while it might have a little bit of impact, it's not going to have a whole lot. It
1: definitely sucks. We just have to – we're going to have to be a little – Little selective, yeah. you know, going forward, and one um, one
0: less two star athlete's going to get a scholarship, and that's that's really what sucks is, a, is some student athletes not going to get a scholarship because of Jeremy Pruitt's actions. Yeah, yeah. More, more than it affects the university, it's going to affect another student athlete
1: somewhere, and it could be an athlete that you know is uh, very underrated, or you know, you just don't know what, or or it could be an athlete
0: it. whose dream was to come to Tennessee and that yeah. dreams taken away from him because we don't have a spot for him, whereas we may have had had this not happened.
1: I guess uh, it is a good thing, though, that Tennessee was, you know, proactive and and did self-impose 18 of those. So, um, I mean, that that helps us a lot moving forward. Um, The the fourth penalty, um, more penalties that hurt recruiting. So, 36 official visits over the five-year period have been reduced. So, simple math, that's seven-ish per year. Um, Tennessee can't have official visits in connection with 10 regular season home games, and four of those must be against uh, regular season opponents. I'm hoping that is in, in the five-year period as well. Um, yes. Okay. So that's not, that's not as brutal. Um, and then a reduction in 40 weeks of unofficial visits within the five-year period with the same restriction of the home games – as I just mentioned. What are your thoughts on this?
0: Again, I think we've already done some of this. uh, So, we may not see it personally or we may not realize what's going on, but uh, uh, Coach Hoppe and his staff will adjust and we'll be just fine. We're getting five-star athletes and four-star recruits wanting to come to Tennessee. So, Instead of us begging them for visits, now they're willing to come to us. So I think it's just fine.
2: I think it does suck a little bit just because it takes away from, like, coming to, like, a lead-ass stadium and seeing the atmosphere and everything, seeing the crowd, seeing us play, and just being like, this is where you want to be.
1: Yeah, again, that's the thing that sucks worse. But, around. again,
0: we're not going to invite the, the two- and the three-star athlete on an official visit now. We'll we'll save those for the, the, the more prominent four- and five-stars and – upper three stars. So again the, the student athlete that wants to come to Tennessee may not get the opportunity to see Newland Stadium.
1: Yeah, um just kinda what we said are just Josh Hoppel and staff are gonna have to just strategize more uh you know um what if a
2: recruit just bought a straight up ticket and just come and sat in the stands just to watch and would that be okay? I would say that
0: how's that I would wa- say they might have a ticket as as, donated to as long as, him as or we don't you know, you know. As long as we don't take them on a big tour to the stadium and introduce them to the cheerleaders, we might be all right.
1: Wasn't it like was it last year or the year before last that they like hit us with a fine or something because we let them walk down the vol walk with us?
0: Yeah, that was probably one of these two hundred violations. That's probably, yeah. Um, just oh, so yeah, we we had eighteen recruits walking the vol walks. It's eighteen different violations.
1: Yeah, that's, that's probably, probably how we got two hundred. Yeah. Really, I mean, it's just I don't know. We'll get into the NCAA more, but, I mean, we're going to lose our chances at, you know, a player or two or five or, you know, ten over the next five years. But, or maybe we won't. Um, yeah, nothing anyone can do about it. We just have to plan, be smart, selective, and uh, just just prepare, you know, for, for recruiting, but th- they'll figure it out. Uh, the, the fifth thing is Tennessee has to vacate. There are 11 wins from 2019 and 2020 seasons under Jeremy Pruitt, which officially knocks Tennessee out of the top 10 winningest program uh, category.
2: I cannot stand this. And you know I can't stand this. I don't care if you're USC, Miami, Florida, LSU, who's about to have four of their seasons vacated, and now Tennessee. And any other team that comes in the future, if you won them games, whether I like, hate you or I like you, you won them games. Championships, Heisman Trophies, anything, you win them. Yes, if you win them, don't go back like USC with Reggie Bush in 2004 a couple years ago and take it all away. Don't come and take something away. I, listen, 8-5 and five was uh, 2019, and 3-7 and seven was 2020. Yeah. Not a good one in twenty twenty. But that's three wins. And the eight and five year, like for somebody like me and Spo too, we traveled to Jacksonville, Florida. We, yeah, we went did. went to every game that year, we traveled to Jacksonville, Florida to watch them play Indiana in a bowl game and win. So you take away that bowl win. So you telling me as a fan that I spent my hard earned money all these years to take it away.
0: <sighs> I, I see it the same way Corbin does. You know, what's the point in taking away a win three years down the road or five years down the road or, or even four months down the road? The game already happened. We won the damn games. Get over it, you know, especially or we lost the damn games. Get count, over it. Especially you know,
1: when they don't even count them as a loss. Like. <laughs> right. It's, it,
0: you know, it just doesn't make a bit of sense to me why the NCAA wanted to take away victories. You know, it, it'd be one thing if we deflated footballs or, or done some actual cheating on the field uh played with professional athletes. It's it's not what happened, you know. We we paid some kids some some money and they were college athletes. They were either gonna play for Tennessee or play somewhere else. So yeah, the, games, the games the games are so long ago. Why why is it it's just a number in a book at this point.
2: It sucks for the players too, the ones that didn't get to go to the NFL. Yeah. And they and their glory is I played for Tennessee during these years and now they have to look back and be like, Oh, well they don't even count whenever I don't when I ever even played.
1: Yeah, like Corbin said, this pisses me off. I think just, just about you know more than anything else, um, genesis has been a top ten winning program for forever. Now Georgia passes us; it, it's garbage. Um, NCAA cracked down way too hard um, on on a school who's self imposed themselves so you know so harshly. It's just it's just stupid I mean, taking away wins why i mean we helped we helped them all we could we turned in everything on ourselves you know admitted to everything we didn't hide anything um so wins over chattanooga um as corbin mentioned indiana the tax slayer bowl kentucky mississippi state missouri usc junior alabama birmingham and vanderbilt in 2019 are erased Missouri, USC, Junior, and Vanderbilt twenty twenty wins are erased.
0: You know, a question I have about this: How does it work for people who's placed wagers on these games? Uh,
1: I, that is a good point.
0: <laughs> it can't, I, it can't,
2: it can't affect you that now. I'm I wouldn't sure. think it would affect you. I'm sure there's some rules in place. Yeah, like, if it's official, brand. it's official.
0: But now it's not official again. So, you it's, know, uh,
2: for me,
1: it'll always be I'm official. I'm gonna check
0: my. FanDuel account. If I got $150 missing, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm going to call Jerry Pruitt myself and get some of that Chick-fil-A money.
1: Yeah, Tennessee, they'll, they'll, they'll get back, though. Josh Hopple will have him back in the top ten. Oh, yeah. Um But it just, it just sucks. Um, I don't know.
2: Uh, we got to pass up. Uh, right now, USC and Georgia both passed us. And I think uh, we're tied – 11 I think We're tied with one of them Is it USC we're tied with They may have more And we may be tied with Georgia I forget which one But one of them We can just We just gotta keep winning All year more than they do And we'll be back
1: Above them
0: We'll be just fine We'll be back
1: I agree Um, Jeremy Pruitt Gets a six year Show calls Penalty (laughs) Thoughts on this
0: Screw him He's the worst coach in the history of Tennessee. Yeah, he deserves more. He's worse than Derek Dooley.
2: What's What's funny is if uh, he was to ever be hired as a coach for any university, he would have to set out fully from the team his first year signed as a head coach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he did. Like, I think he did try hard, but he's too mentally disabled for for a job like this. The head man, I mean. I don't know. I, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit. I'll probably get bashed for this, but he did go in front of the committee and tell the committee that the current players and coaches do not need to be punished for what he did. So, he did, uh, do did, he little, did do that. give him a little, but yeah. still, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he done that until now. But. Yeah,
0: he did. He went in front of the committee on, on the same day that uh, uh, I think Fulmer went and Pruitt asked the committee not to punish the current Tennessee team and players because – they were not involved in this in any sort of way. So yeah,
1: he said if Tennessee deserves, you know, to be in a championship, they don't deserve to have that taken away from them and and all that stuff. But otherwise,
0: yeah. he's a Nick Saban stooge, I believe.
1: Nick Saban will hire him back in no time, in my opinion, because he wanted him back this year. Now, is that a- as a uh, analyst? But you know, he'd be calling some shots. <laughs> Would he have to set out like as an
2: assistant coach or a coordinator or anything? Would he have to set out a full year? Or is that just go for head coach? I'm
1: not sure. I would. I would say it would be anything.
2: Yeah, he has to sit out regardless.
1: Is it regardless? Yeah. Okay. That's good. I I, I do see. That's uh, a hell
2: of a damn paycheck from a university to put combine in, and you have to set out one year.
0: He's doing yeah. just fine in the NFL. He,
2: yeah, he's been with
0: it He done some stuff with the Giants, didn't he? He did.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, I think we're gonna see him in, in crimson and, and white. Um, I really do. You really think that? I do. Sabin wanted him this year.
2: I don't – I just – I mean, I guess so because he, he is always – And Saban's got a track
1: record, man, of hiring what, – what he picked up Kiffin, he picked up Dooley, well, he picked up Lyle Butch but, Jones. Again,
0: again, you know, Pruitt had to learn it from somewhere. So. Yeah. So Bush he, Jones
1: needs
2: to take some blood pressure medicine. I saw a picture of him the other day. He needs some blood pressure medicine or something. He's going to have a damn heart attack on the <laughs> sideline if he don't do something.
1: <laughs> I used to worry about him. Still even, building those I bricks. used to worry about him at a scene, yeah.
2: man. He'd be over just purple. Uh, <laughs> he but, do, he's doing good down there at them, uh, Wade uh, Wolves
0: of Arkansas State. I've <laughs> seen an article
1: where he's on the hot seat this year at Arkansas uh, State. I thought he
0: was dying when Jamal, Jamal, okay. Jawan Jennings made that catch against Georgia. Uh, uh, I, th- I thought <laughs> he was having a heart attack. Kissing right his team. necklace. Yeah. And
1: then he brings out the, the gimmicks about how, I don't know, he's praying and going on. Um. So, number seven, we'll save the good news, I guess, for last. Tennessee does not get a bowl ban, which is the only positive news out of this entire situation. Um, other than the decision finally being over with, I think, you know, this is great news, Tennessee can play in another Orange Bowl. They can play in the Sugar Bowl. They can play for a championship. And we're going to. That's
2: what worried me the most with this. This whole time Mm -hmm. period, I was like, there'll be a way in – the NCAA would put us in a bowl band. Maybe not – I would know it wouldn't be five years, but I was like, oh, they'll give us like a one- or a two-year bowl ban. And I was kind of scared of that at first, especially as good as we've been here recently. They would really like to throw the hammer on us at the moment, and I'm surprised they didn't.
0: And, of course, that, that affects the players and the fans, That mm-hmm. it paid their hard-earned money to, to support Tennessee. So
1: It's huge <laughs> lose. Of all, um,
0: of all the things, I'm uh, glad we are not facing a bowl ban or any kind of postseason ban.
1: Yeah, huge news, obviously, for the sake of, you know, playing for a bowl game or a championship. But I think the biggest thing here is recruiting because um, Coach Hopple even said it. Coaches have been kind of holding this over Tennessee's head. And
0: they can't no
1: more. Um, you know, telling recruits that we're not going to be able to play in championships, bowl games, um, you know, national championships, won't be able to go to the playoffs, you know. but So, th- so this is huge for, for Josh Hopple and his staff because that door – that no one really had a key to um, is wide open now, and I think Josh is going to be able to recruit better. I think he's going to be able to recruit even more high caliber now than what he's doing, which is crazy to to think about. May even see some of them recruits that have committed elsewhere flip.
0: See what happens. It's great to be a Tennessee Vol. I'm just glad
2: this this part's over. Uh, we We've been – We've known this is coming for a couple years now, and we've just been in a waiting period. We didn't
0: know when they was going to do it. And any Tennessee fan that knows anything about Tennessee football has been nervous about this rolling for not just months, but a couple of years because it's just been there. And, like, what what are they going to do to us? What are they going to do to us, you know?
2: It's like like whenever I always think everything's great, but in the back of my mind –
0: Kept waiting on that, yeah, on that to happen. <laughs> on on the way to Miami last year, are we going to get down there and we, be told we can't play in this game? You know, <laughs> that went through my mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you never, especially with NCAA, you <laughs> never know what them idiots are going to just pull out of their their hat. Yep. You know, so that that's the great news is it's over with. Uh, we can play in a bowl bowl game or championship now, and just. Uh, Dish out your $8 million, uh, and, uh and, just, and just walk the walk the line. We're, we're going to raise that money here on this podcast. So yeah. Anybody wants to pitch Go in a couple me. of
0: dollars, you know, uh, look up Luke Jackson and send us a couple of dollars. We'll, we'll pitch it on that $8 million.
1: Yeah, let's start a GoFundMe and just donate that shit straight to Danny White. Uh, <laughs> let us know in the comments what you think uh, about that segment. We'll be right back after a word from our great sponsors. Thank you, Taylor Jones with Big Orange Concrete. Pumping. pumping. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete pumping. 865-371-3367. And we're back. Next, we've got Start Bench Cut, presented by Maxed Out Jim and Oak Ridge. Um, Y'all ready?
0: We're ready. Let's do it.
1: All right. Rank these baseball movies. Field of Dreams, The Sandlot, or Angels in the Outfield.
0: It's an easy start for me. I start The Lot. Uh, I grew up probably watched The sand Light 50 times. My my six-year-old son is now watching The sand Light and loves it. Uh, I've got a bench, Angels in the Outfield. I thought it was a cute movie. Not my favorite baseball movie, but I, I enjoyed it. And I cut Field of Dreams a little bit before my time. I don't quite remember it as much as the other two, as historic as it is. I'm
2: going to start Field of Dreams just out of the fact of what MLB does every year now. Making that baseball field and the uh corn field. Very cool. It's probably and the intro they give every year. is probably one of the coolest things in all of sports, honestly. Uh Bench the Sandlot. Like he said, I've watched it a hundred times. That's what we used to watch in school and all the time whenever we had nothing to do. And I've never saw Angels in the Outfield. You need, to really? out. you need to check
0: it out. Need to check it out.
2: Last week, y'all threw some stuff at me. I can't saw it then either. My favorite movie. Yeah, he's I, not
1: seen um, Semi-Pro. Oh, wow. Or Kicking and Screaming.
0: Uh, his favorite movie is probably Airbud.
2: Favorite movies Jurassic Park. <laughs> 1993 edition.
1: <laughs> um,
2: And Tremors. I've got I the I same tremors. order
1: as Spur. I'm going to start The Sandlot. Watched it a thousand times. You know, every time. If it's on now, i watch it. Um going to bench, angels in the outfield. The kid is coming out of me here too. Um, I used, to, I mean, like you said, it's not like the best, but it's good. Um, and I love Field of Dreams, but I'm 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 cutting it just cause the the kid in me.
0: I'm just glad you didn't have the list as the bad news bears. that say lot in Major League Two because I don't know what <laughs> I would have picked.
1: <laughs> well, I was, I was going through the list and I was I was thinking hard, but we'll come back around to some more baseball movies in the future, I'm sure. Um. This last weekend was National Ice Cream Day. Rank these ice cream flavors. Vanilla, chocolate, strawberry.
2: You got to start strawberry. Strawberry is freaking awesome. Oh, wow. I love strawberry. Ain't nothing like it, I'm telling you right now. You got to bench chocolate. Chocolate's okay. It's mid-bench. you're not
1: a vanilla guy.
2: Vanilla. Born.
0: Born. (laughs) Born. You know what? This might be the only time I agree with Courtney, but I'm starting strawberry. Strawberry is great ice cream. Uh, I'm not the biggest chocolate fan, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bench vanilla
1: and I cut chocolate.
0: I'm not a chocolate fan at all, really. Some candy bars, but not not an ice cream.
1: It depends on my mood so much, uh <laughs> if I like chocolate or not, but um I gotta start vanilla just cause vanilla I can do vanilla anytime. Uh <laughs> and then I'm gonna bench chocolate. It's great, but I gotta be in the mood for it. I'm gonna cut strawberry. Uh, Sorry guys, but I will right. say this: if it's homemade strawberry, it's next level. That's true. I had some just a couple weekends really? ago in Cincinnati. It's homemade strawberry ice cream. It's next level. Um, but if if we could start like chocolate and vanilla at the same time and swirl them bad boys together. That's probably my favorite. Mint chocolate chip is where it's at. Oh god, I can't do mint. Mint chocolate chip. That's my you favorite. like mint ice cream, Corbin? Never. Hell tell. no. <laughs> Golly. I tried it one time, and mint chocolate chip.
0: It's like a thin mint Girl Scout cookie that's cold.
2: Who eats that? Dude? Somebody's got, Somebody's keeping that in business.
0: Not me very often is. It's my favorite. Oh, my gosh. And orange pineapple. That's my two favorites.
1: I could see orange pineapple, but ooh. Just go get a damn tube of toothpaste and just. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Go get some peppermints. Which Tennessee football position coach has the most pressure on them this season? Joey Halsey, offensive coordinator. Willie Martinez, uh, secondary coach. Or Alec Eblen, tight ends. Joey Halsey, I think so. Mm-hmm. Start, start, him. start him
2: uh, offensively. really going to have to lead us this year. And, uh, I mean, look at who he's got as his talent. we got enough talent. We can dominate college football. So, he's going to show what he can do to make them be better with themselves. I'm um, going to have to cut a bench uh, Alec. Yeah, bench Alec. Uh, Tight end's gonna be very important this year, making the key plays. And Willie on the secondary, cut him.
0: I start Joey Helsley at offensive coordinator. And it's a big year for him. Big year for for Tennessee. You got new wide receivers, new quarterback. Uh, I'm gonna cut the secondary coach Willie Martinez or bench the secondary coach Willie Martinez. Uh, Secondary is going to be extremely important for our defense this year. Mm-hmm. You know, with that up-tempo offense, you know, defense is on the field a whole lot. So, pressure is going to be on our defensive backs to, to stop the opposite team's wide receivers. And I'm going to cut the tight ends, Coach, just because out of the three groups, the tight end sees the least amount of catches or action.
1: Yeah, two brand-new coaches here, you know, with with Coach Halsey, offense coordinator, and Alec and with, uh, with tight ends. I'm going to start Willie Martinez. Um, Secondary, no secret, has underperformed. I'm not saying it's all Coach Martinez's fault. Um, He's been working with walk-ons and, you know, a lot of injuries. So, I'm not completely blaming Coach Martinez. I like Coach Martinez. But, in my opinion, he has to perform this year or we could be talking some hot seat talk maybe.
0: Do you think that's the hardest defensive position to coach is secondary – just because of the restrictions you have on rules and the athletes, it's on wide receivers now versus defensive backs.
1: I would say it would definitely be up there at the top. Yeah, um, yeah, I would have to agree with that. Just, I mean, like you said, like just with all the the targeting and you know, just I don't know, the wide receiver definitely has the a big advantage, you know. But I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bench Joey Halsey. Um, because if he – not necessarily with, with Coach Heupel, but if he don't match or or come close to what Golish did last year, I think that with fans he'll be, like, on the hot seat. You know, um, <laughs> with that being said, him and Heupel has been together for, like, 12 years. And this is Heupel's offense. And I think Heupel has the final say with the plays and stuff. Um, so –
0: it's got three seconds to make that decision. But yeah, I think
1: I think uh I think they they'll that's gonna make it all right. But they've got a lot of chemistry together. They've been together for like twelve years. So a lot of pressure, but it's gonna be okay. And I'm gonna cut the tight ends coach, uh, Alec Eblin. I um I love the in house promotions, by the way. It's it's good for the brand, it's great for chemistry within the program. But um He's been there before, you know, like he's helped with the tight ends and he's kind of he's kind of been around for a little bit, so I think he's going to be all right. Uh, what is the best game show currently airing? Family Feud, Jeopardy, The Price is Right.
0: Of all the questions you've ever asked on this show, Luke, this one is the one that I just don't know. how. To really? Okay. Yeah. Because they've all got new hosts from what I grew up with, and it was back in the day I know how it would be, but – you know, I, I haven't watched Jeopardy since Alex Trebek left, maybe once. And I used to watch it every day. Really? I, wa- I watched
2: it just out of curiosity since he left, just see how it was going.
0: Yeah. And then Steve Martin on the family feud just gets on my nerves. And oh, really? You don't like Harvey? He's all right. I call him Steve Martin. That's, see, that's how much I pay attention to that. <laughs> and then Drew Carey just can't tie Bob Barker's shoes, let alone be Bob Barker. But that being said. I'm going to start the prices right just because it's iconic and I can still miss work and catch it at 11 a.m. on WVLT. So I'm going to start the prices right. I'm going to bench Jeopardy and I cut Family Feud.
2: I'm going to start Family Feud just because it makes me laugh. I'm talking about current day. If I was talking about all time, it'd be different. But you say what is currently airing currently yeah so i'm going to start family Feud because it makes me laugh. Steve he is a funny son of a gun i'll give him that uh bench prices right just what he said the history with the show if bob barker is still there you'd have to start it no doubt about it wrong bitch what what, what (laughs) he used what was his slogan he used to say uh spay your
0: Yeah, make sure to have your pets spayed and never yeah everybody
2: (laughs) and then jeopardy Cut Jeopardy. I never watched Jeopardy much, anyways. But ever since Alex, it's Alec, what was his name, Alex T- Trebek, Trebek, I grew up on him, and I watched out Curiosity one time since he left, and I haven't watched it since. I will play Jeopardy games on the computer sometimes just to see how smart I am at things.
1: Yeah, Jeopardy. It's one of them shows I don't like make an effort to watch it, but if it's on, I'll kind <clears> of, <throat> I'll kind of watch it. But nothing against it. I'm gonna start Family Feud as well. I think Steve Harvey is hilarious. He's a legend. I, I love Steve Harvey. I will say this, though. The dude from Tool Time, what was his name, who used to host it? Tim Taylor. yeah. I did like Damn him. Tim the Tool Man Tyler. He was good. I did like him a lot, too. Yep. Um, and I'm going to bench The prices Right. used to watch it a lot. I don't want to watch it that much anymore, but it's still pretty good. I'm going to have to cut Jeopardy. I, I, once, I once
0: asked Vanna White for Christmas from Santa Claus. Yeah, you know what he said when I asked Santa Claus
1: for Vanna White. What?
0: Ho ho ho! <laughs> it's
1: like,
0: don't talk about her like that. the
1: The last question: If you were the coach, who are you starting? Who are you benching? And who are you cutting? Jabari Small, Jalen Wright, Dylan Sampson. This was a tough one. Yeah, very it's tough. Tough. They're very tough. Very
2: tough. Um, I'm going to start Jalen Wright. I think he'll be our store running back this year. 875 yards last year, 10 touchdowns. Um, Mm -hmm. It's tough. It's tough. Bench your boy small. And uh, I'm going to cut Dylan Sampson. But I'll say this. You know Dylan Sampson? Got clocked at 23 miles an hour running. He is extremely fast.
0: Fast. It's a good problem to have, but that's the right order. You you start Jalen Wright, you cut Jabari – or you bench Jabari Small and you cut Dylan Sampson for now.
1: Uh, yeah. You can't go wrong with either three. so damn hard. Uh, as of now, be, beginning of the season, I'm going to start the veteran. I'm going to start Jabari Small. We played like eight games or something last year mm-hmm. with a torn labrum. He's uh, new shoulder. He's good to go. Well-rounded. Um God, I'm going to bench Dylan Sampson. Hits the hole so hard, like you said, just so fast. He's elusive. I'm going to cut Jalen Wright. No disrespect. Love Jalen Wright. He's put on some size, man. Um, my only reason for cutting Jalen Wright is the fumbling problems last year. That's, That's my only understandable.
0: reason. And I think Dylan Sampson is going to start as a kick returner, so we'll, we'll be fine. Regardless of
1: which one of three is in the game, so loaded, man. That's awesome to have. Yeah, we're just—I mean, there's there's two to three more that could Mm -hmm. be right here in this category too, with Cam Seldon. All right, that was start bench cut, a segment presented by our friend Ryan Carson at Maxed Out Gym. We'll be right back with our second main talking point of the day. Maxed Out Gym is hands down the best gym in East Tennessee. Located in Oak Ridge, locally owned and operated by Ryan Carson. Listen, this gym is not your normal big chain gym. 24-7 access, childcare, nutrition plans, private training rooms, and their personal trainers are truly first class. We're not talking about John Doe across the street who spent a few hours taking an online course and then printed his certificate. They offer the best classes in the area and even host big-time powerlifting competitions. For my powerlifters, you have to experience the back room. There's no words to describe it. You just have to experience it. That's Maxed Out Gym. If you're having second thoughts about changing gyms, canceling that membership, going through the hassle, I know you've seen the picture of me and Coach Hopple together when I got to show him his face on my leg. Have you seen... The Thunder Thighs on the Vol Daddy. You don't get thighs like that by not going to Maxed Out Gym. It's time to throw away the Gold Membership. Throw away the Planet Fitness Membership. Throw away the National Fitness Membership. And it's time to join Maxed Out Gym. Check them out on Facebook right now. And we're back. Next, we've got our second main talking point of the day. Presented by Trident Hydro Clean. Like we said earlier, we've ranked many things this offseason. Now it's time to rank mascots. I thought about doing this uh, college football wide, but we may run some of that next year since we've kind of stuck with the SEC this year. Um, So let's rank mascots, each team's mascot from last to first. If they have multiple mascots, you can use that uh, to the team's advantage or disadvantage. Let's start at number four. 14, give them the business, Spur.
0: Number 14, Alabama. Okay. It's a damn elephant. I mean, what was they thinking on a damn elephant in Alabama? Crimson tide, it, it It's just about as stupid as their plain-ass crimson helmets. They look dumb. You know, the, the only good thing about the damn elephant is its name is Big Al, and that's the only thing that makes me laugh just a little bit. But it's a stupid elephant in Alabama.
2: I gotta go with Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I'm, I know everybody gonna think I hate Ole Miss, but it's a freaking land shark. If you <laughs> saw the picture of it, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. It's, it's pretty dang stupid. I don't know what the hell I'm looking at to begin with, and uh, <laughs> it's just terrible, bad. It's
0: bad.
1: I've got Ole Miss at fourteen too. All right. uh, distance yourself from being the rebels uh, from your colonel because of political bullshit. Now you're land sharks. Um, you don't deserve to be called the Rebels. <laughs> Take your haughty toddy asses to the back of the line for the Vol Daddy. Uh, who you got at 13?
0: Oh, good old Vanderbilt, Mr. Commodore. Okay. <laughs> a Navy-ranking official in Tennessee. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. It makes a mockery of our military. <laughs> at least the name's unique, but golly, Mr. C. the Commodore. I got Texas m they don't even have a mascot. Yes, they do. I'll get to that in a few
2: minutes. The dog? The uh, dog? I'll get there. <laughs> The dog's cute and all, but man, too bummy ass, bummy ass of a school to get a damn actual mascot. The hell,
0: what's, what's Aggie anyway?
1: Hell, I have no I've idea. I got that. Yeah, I had, okay. to, I had to Google, but I got it. Uh, well, thirteen. I've got Missouri. Um, no creativity here. Everyone is a damn tiger or a cat of some <laughs> sort. Um, so yeah, just give me Missouri at thirteen.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Number twelve, Oh Miss Land Shark. <laughs> it's a new age, a new day. You know, we can't use a Southern heritage rebel plantation Or whatever we want to call them these days. So, so what do we come up with? A land shark? That's that's the best you can come up with. Uh, did they get a beer sponsor out of it or something? <laughs> I don't know, but but uh, uh, land shark.
1: Mr. Common
2: Mr. Commodore Vanderbilt. He's just plain and Jane to me. I mean, at least he's got like a pirate hat on to anchor that damn son bitch down. (laughs) That's all I know about that damn mascot.
1: Twelve, I'm going Texas A and M. Um Aggies, come on now. Um it, it stands for agriculture. Uh I'm all for agriculture and farmers and all that good stuff, but this is just stupid. Um, For yeah, the farmers Give me the non-existent 12th man from last year The corny midnight yells uh, The fighting jimbos Put the Aggies at number 12 for me Who you have at number 11?
0: Good old Kentucky scratching blue It's not even good costumes It looks like a middle school basketball cat <laughs> <laughs> But hey, this is their year in football again, right?
1: It's, it'll probably
2: be their yeah. year I've got South Carolina at number eleven. Oh, okay. oh, cocky! He sure as late as damn body go, I'll say that. You know the way he, boun- he bounces around with that son of a bitch. It reminds me of the women over at the Cotton Eye Joe sometimes.
1: Had <laughs> <laughs> <Sunday laughs> been for the Cotton
0: Eye Joe. i been married a long time ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on now, the Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> number eleven. I'm going the Kentucky Wildcats as well. Um same type category as tigers or bulldogs or whatever. Too popular, not unique.
0: Buy a new suit. Yeah. Oh, uh, lord.
1: Take the blue kitty cat and, and put it at number 11. Who do you have at number 10?
0: The Mississippi State Bulldog Bully. It's, it's just an ugly costume to begin with. And then they got the dog. It's just as ugly. But, you know, they used the... the the mascot to attract female students to attend Mississippi State. Really? That, that's why they come up with Bully the Bulldog. Yeah, no thanks.
2: Yeah.
1: Who do you have at number 10?
2: I got Mississippi State, too. You know to be named Bully, you'd think he'd look more built. But he looks like, just like the
1: old average Joe out of the damn stands over yeah. there. Ain't no bully out of him. First time that we've all agreed. I've got Mississippi State hey. at number ten as well. Um, of all the dog breeds out there, you have to copy UG, UGA's. Uh, wow. I mean, they they bring in an even uglier, um, you know, breed of the bulldog. <laughs> so yeah, give me give me Mississippi it, State at number ten.
2: It almost looks like a bear to me in a way. A like bear? it don't it don't
0: even look like a bulldog.
2: I, it <laughs> no, looks like a bear or something.
0: Yeah. We're a very, a very happy bulldog.
1: Number nine, who you got, Spur?
0: The Texas A&M Aggies that's got a mascot named Reveille, which is a female dog. Female being the main point. It's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All there is about it. You know, while the dog is a collie and she's cute, she's far from intimidating.
2: I've got uh, UGA, Georgia. Got an oversized head, but he looks he looks cool. I ain't going to hate on him. Uh, at least he's built, and got muscles, unlike old Bully over there.
1: I've got Georgia as well at number nine. Ugga uh, is not cool for me. They're is that not, the name God, of it, Ugga?
2: I thought it was just U-G-A. <laughs> no, it's, it,
1: they pronounce her U-G-A, Ugga. Ugga. Yeah, usually they, they, uh, a they usually forget the Y on the end of that. Um, <laughs> oh, dang. <this>, Ugga. Ugga. <laughs> Oops. This dog I'm a dog lover But this dog is pointless As far as dogs um, Non-stop medical bills Skin is terrible Can't breathe Just a pointless a pointless dog um, But do y'all know what Georgia's mascot was Before it was the bulldog? I do not It was a billy goat <laughs> It'd be
0: different at least
1: Yeah, at least it's unique <laughs> You got number eight
0: I got Missouri Tigers, uh, Truman the Tiger, named after President Harry Truman. I've people to name your mascot of your university school after Harry Truman. Truman the Tiger, uh, and it's a yellow tiger at that. <laughs> I've never seen a yellow tiger. It's it's clearly the worst of the three SEC tigers. I've got Florida, and
2: uh, I don't hate hate on Florida's honestly. I think it's it's decent. It's cool. Not Nobody else has an alligator as a mascot. Nobody else has gators. So it's cool. Get up.
1: I'm going to go USC Junior, uh, the Gamecocks. Sorry, Spur, but um, Sir Big Spur, don't do it for me. Cocky doodle do. Uh, don't do it for the Vol Daddy either. Mm. <laughs> Number
0: seven. Number seven, I got Florida, you hmm. know. Albert and Alberta, the, the Gators. At least they're a married couple, I'm assuming. Uh, but, you know, it's unique to Florida. The, the Gators is unique to them. I just hate Florida with a passion, so screw them.
1: It's hard, yeah.
2: <laughs> I got big way at uh, Arkansas. Uh, I went back and forth, honestly, whether I wanted to put him higher or lower. Because you don't really know what you're looking at when you're looking at him. But... uh he looks, he looks cool. He looks like a badass in a way, I guess. He definitely, definitely would beat the hell out of Bully. So, yeah. Maybe you get, like, Mascot Wars or something going on.
1: Yeah, NCAA football. Play some Play some mascot. Uh, I'm going to go Alabama, the Crimson Tide. How they got the Crimson Tide name is, you know, kind of cool, I guess. But the elephant – it's just weird. So the red elephants go about mid for for uh, me. A red
0: reason why they went with elephants it has something to do with their defensive Line was as big as elephants back in the day, but it's still dick I'm stupid to have an elephant in Alabama.
1: Apparently, that was what they uh, the media called them for a long time. Was the red elephants. The red elephants. <laughs> Who do you have at number six? I got uh, the wildcat, Kentucky.
2: You ever heard of anybody here ever heard of the wampus cat?
0: Of course. We're in East Tennessee.
2: They're trying to make their own damn whopper's cat up there, and I don't like it.
0: <laughs> number six, I took Arkansas. Big Red and Tusk. Uh, the suit kind of looks ridiculous. It's a little intimidating. It's better than bully, like you said. But Tusk, the actual hog, he belongs as bacon or sausage on my breakfast platter.
1: Nice. I'm going Auburn at number six. Uh, mm-hmm. The... They're a tiger, man, and um, the eagles the only thing that keeps it from being outside of the top ten for me. Just, I don't know, just the, the same stuff. But flying the eagle in the stadium is pretty cool. So give me Auburn at number six.
0: Number five, I got Georgia. Huh.
1: Now on top of Uga,
0: did you know that their astral mascot's name is Big Harry? The-
1: I did, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: big, Big Harry and Uga. Uh, It's more likely to, uh, you know, he's the laziest dog in the entire world. Uh, Pitiful, man. It's it's just sad, you know. Smokey would destroy a guy any
1: time. Yeah, it would be bad. It would be real bad.
2: (laughs) I got a mock from LSU. Uh, I think when he puts that headband, he's got that headband attire. I think he looks like a badass with it, hopping the crowd up, you know. But I will say LSU, I'll give you credit. That tiger in the cage is is, still... is honestly one of the most badass things in college football. Having a Tiger out there in the field in a cage, like what? where else you going to find that at?
1: I've got LSU at number five, too. Mike the Tiger is awesome, but they, they have taken him out of the stadium in the cage due to uh, PETA. So they're scared to death of PETA, and uh, it's no one's fault but your own. Um, it's, it's very cool. They've got the little enclosure and stuff out there, but it's not the same as having him. Yep. in there, you know, they had a cage where they used to kind of take him with the team and stuff. But yeah, it's uh it's all the same anymore. So give me LSU Tigers. I mean mock the tiger. Number five. Who do you have at number four?
0: Number four. I have South Carolina cocky and big red spur, you know, doing research for this uh, podcast and all these mascots. I found out South Carolina actually named their mascot after me. So that's why they got moved up to number four, <laughs> uh, big red spur. And you know, who doesn't like to yell beat cocks?
1: <laughs> so do you like the rooster crow? Hell no. I've got a
2: big owl Alabama. Uh, like yuns, I don't know why the hell they got elephants. I, I've sat on here before. I remember dating a, a chick in school, and she was like, my favorite team's the Alabama elephants, and I would look at her and be like, "The Alabama elephants," <laughs> and then it would hit me and be like, "Oh, she's talking about Alabama Crimson Tide. She saw the mascots, the elephants. She don't know anything about football." And, uh, but I mean, it is a cool. It is a cool costume. I will say this: it's different. It's unique. Uh, they, they, they actually looks like they put a lot of work into creating it. So I'll give it. Number four.
0: This suit itself is fine,
1: but it's just a damn elephant. It's a L, Yeah, a, well, I got him about halfway, but they might
2: have a damn secret elephant in Alabama. You don't know. They might. It is I'm twenty sure, twenty-three. I'm sure
1: one of them people owns one down there somewhere. <laughs> I guarantee you. We'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> <in> the <day. laughs> They're
0: going to march Dick Savitt on an elephant one day. I'd pay money to see
2: that. That would be. I would,
1: yeah, that'd be awesome. Maybe it'd
0: accidentally step on him. <laughs>
1: Number four, I'm going to go Vanderbilt. I'm giving them some credit here, oh, man, just wow. for uniqueness. But like you said, there's no ties to any water around Vanderbilt. Uh, there's no ties to the Navy, but it is unique. The mascot is kind of cool. If you're Vanderbilt, it's very cool. Um, I don't know. I guess something's got to be cool if you're. Something's got to be cool. Give me the Commodores at number four. Who do you have at number three?
0: Number three, I got Mike the Tiger at LSU, you know. I I think Mike's pretty cool. Uh, And as we were talking about, they they do have the live tiger or did have the live tiger, and there's not much more fun than a live tiger at a football game. I I really don't have anything to hate about it.
2: I've got Truman uh, Truman from Missouri. Yeah. I take him to my kid's birthday party.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He, mm-hmm. does, he does repel from the rafters in the basketball games, <laughs> which is pretty cool.
1: I'm going to go Arkansas at number three. The Razorbacks are unique. Uh, I think the logo's cool. Woo Pig Suey, that whole thing is cool. Um, not many pig, hog, bacon mascots out there in the world.
0: What's, what's more annoying, the Pig Suey or the Cockadoodle Doo?
1: I'm going to go the Cockadoodle Doo. Okay, they're both pretty
0: deck of annoying. Let
1: me woo pig at three. Who do you got number two?
0: Number two, I got Auburn Tigers. And it's more for the war eagle than the tiger, you know. Uh, There's just nothing more iconic, really, than seeing an eagle fly into the stadium during the national anthem. And that is the sole reason why I have Auburn at number two is seeing that eagle come in at the beginning of the game. I I love it.
2: I got Auburn number two, too. And you made a great point. That eagle coming in the game. Badass. Gets me going every time. Perfect. And – Mascot, costume, all of it. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Very, and he any he keeps and he keeps that crowd hype too. And he's very fun to
1: watch. I'm gonna go. I feel like I'm sinning here.
0: Don't do it. I feel Don't like do I'm do sinning
1: it. boys. Despite my hatred for him, I've got the alligators at number two. Fortigators. Uh
0: he scared me. Dude. He scared me. I thought I thought he was going a different route. <laughs>
1: Despite my hate for Florida, the alligators are pretty badass creatures. Good mascot. Um, I can't discredit them for that. So
2: I, I wanted to hate on that too. I, I looked at it and I wanted to hate on it, and yeah, I, I looked alligators. at it and I was like, I can't hate on this.
1: Too the bad. alligators are bad. You, you
0: know it's Florida the minute you see the alligator. You know. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. So give me the gators at two. Is your number one? I wonder.
0: Hey, hey we all got to say number one. You want to do it at the same time, guys. Let's go.
2: <laughs> Tennessee Tennessee, baby. Absolutely
0: the Tennessee Volunteers And Smokey
1: Who wants to make the first point I mean he's the
2: strongest man in college football He, he does all them damn push-ups What a fit damn Smokey dog Yeah he's we
1: really fit these days with Josh Heupel. But the mascot, the nickname Has been with UT for more than 200 Jim. years um, Most of these schools have changed A time or three So um, the story behind the Volunteer Nickname is Legendary
0: Smokey and the Tennessee Dance Team are twelve-time national champions. You know, let Smoky know the too. mascot is a twelve-time national champion mascot. You know,
1: what a badass! Uh,
0: and we haven't even really talked about Davy Crockett yet. I mean, we yeah. volunteered to fight a damn war.
1: Yep, you're welcome, Texas. Yep. Uh, yeah, War of eighteen twelve, citizens volunteering um, nonstop. Um, Hank Hill wouldn't. Just be all steaming at us right now On King of the Hill <laughs>
0: call, call us a homer all you want But not only is Smokey the best mascot in the SEC Smokey is the best mascot in the country And it's not yeah. even close
1: Yeah, uh, You got Davy Crockett Badass um, Smokey, uh, oh, a breed That's native to Tennessee Not a dog from England, Georgia And uh, a dog that can do anything We're talking Swiss Army Knife Of dogs, right. man You wanna, You want a house dog, a lap dog He's got you or if you want him to go track a fucking panther and tree it, he'll go tree that panther. Screw it, panther. Get a damn nothing. wampus cat. <laughs> they, 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 them, them blue ticks ain't scary we're, we're just
0: talking about daggum costumes. It's nothing to see a seven-foot-tall blue tick hound in Thompson-Mogarin doing a backflip. So yeah. <laughs> the costume's versatile, and, and Smokey himself, herself, or whoever's inside that costume, it's a dog, I guess. Uh, it's very, very, it is very a dog. athletic. And, I, it, it is a dog. I, and again, 12 time national champion What a badass D- right. Damn he
2: keeps us hyped in, During the oh, games yeah, When, he, when he comes in front of Anytime we're sitting wherever we're sitting And we see Smokey We know we're about To get hyped The fuck up
1: <laughs> Agreed uh, That was our second Main talking point Of the day Presented by Jacob Haney With Trident Hydro Clean We'll be right back We've got the duel Presented by Premier Excavation Bring it on. Bring it on, baby. Trident Hydro Clean. Your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean. 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. And we're back. Next, we've got the duel presented by Premier Excavation. The Spur and Corbin will battle it out over a few tough questions. And the winner not only gets bragging rights, but they get some hardware to drag around with them for the rest of the week. 63
2: days I've been champion on this podcast. Ain't nobody can touch me. Not the Spank who pushed out this week. And not the Spur who thinks he's going to be able to take this damn thing from me. Let me tell you one thing, Daddy. I am the greatest of all time.
0: First of all, I don't want to touch you, Mr. 6.5, but at the same time, that belt's coming home with me tonight. Hell no, it's not. Hell no, it's not. 63 and 10 minutes is what it's about to be.
1: Question number one Is the NFL getting too soft with the roughing the quarterback rules?
0: Let me tell you something champ goes
2: first right now because I am the damn champ. You make your point, quit talking. Hell, yes, the NFL is too damn soft on the quarterbacks. What the hell? We got all these damn woes. I'm afraid what the damn NFL is going to be 10 years from now. What are we? Gonna, what's it going to be? Your quarterback gets out and you take him out make him set the whole west of the drive? You've
0: already got enough damn woes on the sun, bitch. Getting too soft? Hell, they've been too soft for a number of years. Uh, you even touch the quarterback in the helmet, now it's a 15-yard penalty. You know, I'm all for player safety, and no one wants to see a star quarterback get injured. But nothing is more exciting than a defensive sack, you know. This roughing the passer
2: bullshit in the NFL, though, is ridiculous right now. It is ridiculous.
0: De- defenders are having to hold back, you know. I think that the NFL should adopt an XFL rule that allows a coach to challenge any call that's made on the field. Whether that be a roughing the passer or a, or a pass interference or anything, Allow lot of coaches to challenge that play, and then go to replay and decide if the quarterback was actually roughed or if he was just touched.
2: I can't agree with that. I, I mean, I can not agree with that.
0: Yeah, how's that, champ? I'll wait question number one.
1: Hell no, you don't. Question number two. If you are the Tennessee administration, are you appealing the NCAA's decision? Not just no,
0: but hell no, you're not, defe- you're not appealing it, you know. Let's let's move on for that and come win the national championship in a couple seasons or this season. Hell yeah. Def- fucking do it. Appeal that son of
2: a bitch. I mean, we appeal everything else. NASC- look at NASCAR. Oh, they appeal stuff all the time that they know they cheated for and they still got back in the end. You listen, just, you, it's the point of
0: trying. You got to try. Listen, champ. It's over with now. Coaches can no longer use that against us on the recruiting trail. We appeal this decision. The NCAA could come back with something worse. Let's take our medicine and go on and move on and get this Jeremy Pruitt shit behind us. No, you, you try to appeal this. They're not going to come nothing worse at us. There's no
2: way they're going to do that. They've already said and done what they're going to do, and this is this, this is it. This is it right now. The best you can do is try to appeal it. and. Hey. Close the book on
0: it. it. If we open the book back up, they might find something else. So let's close the book and move on. No. Question
1: number three. How far did the Tennessee Titans go this season? Missed the
2: playoffs. Missed the playoffs. It's going to be a rough season for the Titans. I hate to say that because I'm gonna love the Titans. But we got a, a situation at quarterback right now. I don't know how healthy T- Ryan Tannehill is going to be all year. I don't know what, stat- what stats Ryan Tannehill is going to put up all year. And Lord forbid we bring in Will fucking Glevis. Lord have mercy. And Derek Henry, he's he's kind of took a step back last year. And I feel like most running backs in the NFL, the way it goes, is when you get to a certain point point, you and you go on that decline, you're on that decline from now on. And plus – We don't know what our offensive line is going to be, a defensive line is going to be. The Titans' offensive line last year was trash, and they're trying to rebuild a little bit of it, but they haven't done enough yet to show me they're going to do anything.
0: Listen, champ, the Tennessee Titans just this week signed DeAndre Hopkins to a two-year, $24 million deal. It's a two-year deal. That's that's a big deal. It's not not this one-year contract they've been giving some of these uh, uh, veteran wide receivers the last few years. The addition of, of Hopkins makes them a division contender yet again. You know, they was one bad call away, one bad call away in a Josh Dobbs-led Tennessee Titans team for going to the playoffs last year and winning the division. You know, and they had absolutely no help at wide receiver whatsoever. Mike Bravel is probably the best coach in the division, and he's a player's coach. He gets the best out of every player that plays for him no matter what. They, they've they won the division uh, two of the last three years with more injuries than any team in the NFL. You know, makeshift defensive line, makeshift offensive line the last couple years, and they still played great. They had, they had a solid defense last year. They still have Derek Henry, who, who I think is the best running back in the entire world. Uh, you know, I, I look for the times to surprise a few people. Uh, it's going to be a tight race with Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence has not faced any kind of adversity as a quarterback so far. Teams will figure Trevor Lawrence out this year. And I look for Tennessee to squeak their way into the playoffs and lose in the
2: second round against Kansas City. Squeak their way in the playoffs. So you're not very too confident yourself in them making
0: the playoffs. I'm not not saying that Tennessee's going to win the division by three games, but I think there's a solid chance that Tennessee's right there at the very end. I just don't believe it's going to happen. I
2: love the Titans, but we're we're not there at the moment. And... Hell, our whole division, I will say this, our whole division is not good at all. I will say Trevor Lawrence is doing good things in Jacksonville, and I will not be surprised if Trevor Lawrence goes this year and makes the playoffs and wins the division
0: with Jacksonville. And forget everything I said if Will Levis touches the field.
1: (laughs) That is a good point. Uh, Number four, which game does Tennessee need to break out the smoky gray uniforms for this season?
0: I'm going first this time, champ. Florida. Florida. We vol-walk our way right into the swamp, and we do to Florida exactly what we did to LSU last year. We kick them in the teeth, and we don't look back. We wear smoky gray in the swamp at Florida.
2: I don't agree with wearing smoky gray in an away game. I think you need to wear it at a home game. I feel like it's a home game field. It's a home game tradition going forward. You bite that son bitch out with Texas A and M because they're coming in Needland Stadium, and we're going to show them sons of bitches what we are freaking made of that night. They think they've been playing the Big Twelve for all them years, and they come in the SEC and they playing over here. They're like, "Oh, we play Ole Miss, we play freaking uh, Mississippi State, and all these other bullshit schools in the SEC." You're coming to the University of Tennessee in Needland, and we're
0: going to show them motherfuckers you know, what the hell's going on. Florida is our first SEC game of the season in the swamp. We, we we walk into the swamp wearing the smoky grays, saying this is us. We are the East nail and Florida screw off. We're gonna we're gonna walk into the swamp and beat them in our smoky grays. We
2: ain't telling much of a team though. I mean that bum ass team ain't worth shit. We
0: haven't won in the swamp in what uh, almost two decades. So twenty years,
2: but they're still it's the worst Florida team this year I've ever saw. So why would you break it out in the worst Florida team
0: in probably what 30, 40 years? Sets a statement right off the bat in the SEC.
2: With a shitty-ass Florida team. And,
0: again, we do exactly to Florida what we did to LSU last year.
2: L- at least LSU last year was good. Was they really? Boy, <laughs> Florida's going to win, they like, ser- two or three games they certainly this year. wasn't good for one game. Florida's going to win, like, maybe three or four games this year at the most.
1: Should the NCAA be abolished?
2: I'll go first since I'm the damn champ over here. Go ahead, champ. Whew, I hate the NCAA. They make so many stupid rules, so many decisions. They've changed the game so much. It, 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 the, the whole game of the NCAA is changing, and it's changing more towards the NFL-like game than ever before. And with this NIL stuff, and I understand the NIL stuff, and I don't, I don't hate on it. It's just it's a different game nowadays. And the NCAA plus the rules they make – it's just ridiculous. And they come down on all these sanctions. They take championships away from teams and wins away from teams. Wins. I mean, it's ridiculous what they do. They make stupid decisions.
0: You know, I don't know what NCAA needs to be abolished, but it certainly needs to be an overhaul done to it. You know, we, We've got to have a national organization in order to have a, a true national champion. You can't let a, a single conference determine who's a national champion. So we've got to have some kind of National governing body, but but right now the NCAA is kind of acting like the federal government, whereas all the conferences are acting like state governments, and none of them seeing eye to eye on anything, so nothing positive ever happened So the NCAA, well, I don't think it needs to go completely away. It needs to be revamped from bottom to top.
2: I don't think it needs to go away. I think what they need is new management in charge the NCAA. Is what I think. I think the people in charge is hurting the NCAA.
0: You know, when when a rule book looks like the same as our tax structure or tax booklet, it's just it's just too much, man. I mean uh, you know, make some simple rules, make some simple suggestions, host a couple of tournaments and just just be there to be there when we need you, not not to oversee every little tiny
2: detail. Oh yeah, the instead of puts you in the rule book, they'll be like, Go look at section one point four five six seven eight dot sixteen eight E 42 four two and we're go go about four paragraphs below, and you go to section two dot, dot six two seven eight, and you will see where well, you're not allowed to do this right here. And you
0: know what? You broke a rule five years ago, so
2: we're taking away three wins. Ridiculous. stupid. I don't hate on them taking. I I, I mean I hate on them taking away championships from U, like USC, and all that bullshit.
0: Taking away a Heisman Trophy from someone because he smoked a little pot. Yeah, that's stupid.
2: All right, so this is for you, Toy.
0: Thanks pre- for sponsoring Premier this damn
2: Excavation. Segment. Awesome, awesome shit. If you ever need any work done, go to Premier Excavation. Toy, Duncan, Travis, Duncan—they're set you up. They do a great, great, job. People, hell a great job, hell of a damn They'll job, hell of a damn job. They treat
0: you right. You're, they're not going to overcharge you. The work's going to be done. It's going to be done on time, and
1: it's going to be done the best it can be.
2: Go check out some of his Facebook pictures. What he's put up of some work he's done before. I mean, excellent damn work, excellent damn work.
1: I've got this one pretty close down the middle, so I'm going to hit you all with some extra questions.
0: Oh, boy, let's do
1: it. Who is the best NFL running back of all time?
2: Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith won three Super Bowls, had 18,353 rushing yards all time, 164 touchdowns. MVP in the Super Bowl, regular season MVP. And uh, he won three – and his three Super Bowls, yeah. The freaking Dallas Cowboys. What the hell have they done since then? <laughs> Not a damn thing.
0: They may never do it again. No. The the greatest NFL running back of all time is the great Walter Payton. Uh, 16,726 yards. And then That's 4,538 2, below him. receiving yards. 110 rushing touchdowns. Below him 15 it. receiving touchdowns. Below him. It. And – a hell of a man off the field. We have the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award named after the running back, Walter Payton.
2: People were scared to death of Emmett Smith, though.
0: People were scared to death of Walter Payton as well. Of course, it's a different era. So I'd love to see Emmett Smith and Walter Payton play today. It'd be.
2: Today, they wouldn't be allowed to play. <laughs> You're probably right <laughs> about that.
0: Uh,
1: okay. WWE question. Who is to blame for the Montreal screw job? Ooh. That's a good one.
0: Ooh. That is a good one. That's that's a hell of a question right there. Have we got three hours? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could say it's
2: Bret Hart. You could say it's Vincent Mann. They was both pretty hard-headed. But, Vent, I mean, Brett did sign a and attend- we ain't got three hours for all this shit. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
0: I, I'm going to be honest. In, I grew up loving Brett Hart. He was my absolute favorite wrestler as a child, as a teenager in high school, and, and on up. But you're a professional, and the wrestling business is predetermined uh, not to break what we call kayfabe in the business. But if a promoter tells a champion, hey, it's time to lose your belt. Unfortunately, it's time to lose your belt. That's your job to do that. So I do blame Bret Hart, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there will be, for not doing his job. And not doing the time honored tradition of dropping the belt before he goes to the rival promotion.
2: I disagree. I think it's Vince McMahon's fault because he's the one that signed Bret Hart to a twenty year contract and backed out on him, and then then gave him the option, "Hey, I'm I'm backing out the contract because I can't afford it. So if you want to, you can go to WCW." And he caused the whole situation the whole situation was caused by Vince McMahon doing all that. He, he's the one who made the contract. He's the one who had Brett signed the contract. He's the one who created the whole situation to begin with.
0: That being said, if a Montreal screw job does not happen, is there ever a Mr. McMahon? Is there ever a Stone Cold Steve Austin? Is there ever an attitude era? Because really, that's the moment. Where Vince McMahon was brought to the limelight as being the owner and the boss of the WWF at the time.
2: It is, but that's not the question here.
0: It's not the question, but it is a part of the question. I, I, I still, I still wish Brett would have would have done the job. And, and you know, I, I was not a Shawn Michaels fan, called. I was a Bret Hart fan, but the bottom line is, uh, the promoter, the boss, uh, gave him an order to do something, and Brett just pretty much flat out refused. He is still the boss.
2: I think. Uh I think the Montreal Screwjob could have been done better, honestly. And for everybody out there, if you've never saw the Montreal Screwjob, look it up.
0: There's a hundred documentaries on it. It was 26 years ago, and we still argue about it today. So (laughs) it got the job done. Rick Hart made more money off the Montreal Screwjob than than anything else he'd done his whole career. I'll say it, it's it's very similar to Pete Rose in baseball not being in the Hall of Fame. I'll say Pete th- Rose has made more money from not being in the Hall of Fame than he ever would have if he had been in the Hall of Fame. There's your dual question for some time. I'll say this: the closest
2: thing we have ever had that will and something in pro wrestling was uh, twelve years ago, yesterday, CM Punk, John Cena, Money in the Bank, two thousand eleven, because Punk really was leaving the company. That was no shit. He was leaving over the... site And it was uh, similar bullshit with mm-hmm. Bret Hort. That with Vince man, like, And it was similar, like, what, 12, 13, 14 years before that.
0: Really interesting to see where wrestling goes now that it's under the UFC wing.
1: This one's tough, boys. You're, right. you're
2: the man, Luke. I love you so
1: much. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen at you, suck ass. Mm. All right, is NFL getting too soft? with the rough and the quarterback rules, gave y'all both a tie. Same, same answer. Um, if you are Tennessee administration, are you appealing the NCAA's decision? I got to go with Corbin on this one. I think you do appeal because um, Tennessee has nothing to hide and there's really nothing to lose other than probably lawyer fees and stuff. But uh, how far the Tennessee Titans go this season? I'm going to go... With Spurred. It's because I like the optimism. I I want the Titans to get back. Um, but like you said, if Will Levis comes in, then. <laughs> Forget Will Levis. Goodbye. See ya. Um, what game does Tennessee need to break out the smoky gray uniforms for this season? Got to go with Corbin. And the only reason, I love the idea of bringing them to Florida, but you can't just because. Look. We're going
0: to sing Rocky Top in Gainesville, all the way down there, and all the way back.
1: We are, but due to to Danny White and Josh Heupel's rules, they're they're for the big tradition rivalry. They're just wearing, uh, the the originals. So that's the only reason for that. But I do like the idea of bringing them to Florida. (sighs) Should the NCAA be abolished? I've got a tie. Uh, Best NFL running back of all time. I've got Spur for Walter Payton. I love Walter Payton. And um, uh, he, he's probably my favorite, one of my favorite NFL running backs of all time. Montreal screw job. I've got to blame Vince McMahon. Ah. <laughs> and- <laughs> damn right. He's the one that caused it. He's the one who signed the contracts
2: and everything to he, cause the whole he, situation. He's the boss,
0: he can call the shots.
2: He, he can call the – yeah, he called the shots. He's like, hey, Brett, yeah. I'm going to sign you to a 20-year contract here in 1996 because it, cause it ha, Montreal's good job had having 97, but he signed and it in 96. Then he
0: had the decency to come to Brett and say, hey, Brett, you know, you might want to look see so if you can make as much money in three years as you could in 20 years with us.
2: Because he couldn't afford the contract at the time. Well, he, and he that's made, Vince's own he fault. He made
0: Brett millions of dollars, and then Goldberg hurt him. And That's another story altogether, too.
2: It's Vince's own damn fault. Because he's the one who come up. He, he signed that 20 year contract. and It was supposed to come. It was going to run out in 2016. And then he backed up on his word and everything and took all that away and said, Hey, but yeah, I can't afford you no more because we're getting our ass kicked by WCW on national TV at the time. And I can't afford you. So if you would like, uh, instead of buying you out of a contract, really, I'll just. Uh, if you want to, just talk to WCW and see if, if you can get all the money there and let them take you
0: because I can't afford you here. And as much as I loved Bret Hart, it was the best decision Vince McMahon ever made. What? It was. It was the best decision Vince McMahon made because, uh, that's again, that's what started the attitude era right there that night in Montreal. I can
2: I can agree with that. That statement, yes, the, the attitude era started off that night. But for Bret Brett at the time, nobody but Shawn Michaels could touch him. In in the in the ring or on the microphone in professional wrestling, and it sucks for him that he had had to go through all that. And 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 then he
0: to Bret Hart promo now It's the same promo over and over and over and over and over.
2: And then he went to WCW and Goldberg was told go out there and kick him in the head as hard as you can and teach him a lesson because he's a cocky bastard or whatever. And Goldberg went out and kicked him in the damn head so, forward, so hard he fractured his <laughs> fractured his damn skull. Yeah. Goldberg didn't play, boys. He did He's fractured Bret Hart's skull, and green. Brett never wrestled another match again. And to this day, Brett Hart has never accepted Goldberg's... Well, he has accepted, but then uh, he'll accept it today, and tomorrow he'll be like, screw that son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> you know, we'll never know the full story of the Montreal Screwjob. Uh, part of me thinks it might have been... Uh, uh, all storyline to begin with. Maybe they were all, all in on it, including Brett. Uh, you know, Brett made a lot of money at WCW.
2: A lot of money. Uh, there was no storyline involved. There was just
0: there was too much at
2: the time. I mean, WCW is kicking know, WWE's you know, ass. You know who
0: I, who I feel worse for than anybody in the Montreal Screwjob? Earl Hebner. Because he knows nothing about it until literally he's walking out the curtain <laughs> and Vince grabs him and tells him what he has to do. Now, you put, him in, put yourself in his situation. Bret Hart's one of your best friends, and you're told as you're walking out the curtain, hey, you're about to fuck over your best friend. What, what, what do you do? You either do this or you lose your job and your livelihood. And Earl needs the money, unlike Bret and Sean at the time.
2: Well, uh, Bruce Pritchard said it best. Bruce Pritchard said that he was Vince McMahon's right-hand man. hmm for thirty years. Still to this day is the right hand man, not to Vince no more but Triple H, who's in actually in charge of creative in the company nowadays for real. No storyline, that's actually for real. Uh we were going on I told you we need three hours to <laughs> <for> wrestle. <we're laughs> yeah,
1: this is, on. The, this but, is the wrestling
0: podcast but, right now.
2: But Bruce Pritchard said that uh, he was never told what was going on that night. And he said after the show, because he's Vince's right hand man and he he did, he said that was going in on out in the ring, everything going on outside. And he didn't know, and he asked Vince, Why didn't you tell me this is going to happen? And Vince told him, The best thing ever is you didn't know. Then you can't say you was involved.
0: And that's pretty accurate on it, I'd say.
2: I think Sean Michaels knew. Well, Sean didn't know. He, yeah, he admitted to knowing. To be, yeah. He admitted to knowing like 15, 20 years later. Oh, I'm so sorry, but. Again, 26 years ago, we're still talking about it
0: and still can't agree on it.
2: Sean probably don't remember it as much.
0: Maybe the greatest story in wrestling history, truth be told. That's not a story. It's real. That's what
2: yeah, makes that, it. Yeah, so that cool. was real. Just like a CM Punk back in 2011. Give me mean, that, that was belt because I think I won tonight. You didn't win, Jack. Shit, no. I am the champ, the only champ this podcast is ever going to damn see. <laughs> I, nobody's ever going to see another champion. I'm going to hold this thing as long as I'm here. You see me in 20 years, I'll have... A beard down here by then, probably. Hopefully, all I can go this is right now. But the champ is going the damn beard, and I'm the greatest of all damn time. And 18 national championships for Tennessee to go with it.
0: Sounds
2: good, doesn't it? It does. will it so have 400 tattoos by then. Oh yeah,
1: I'll, I'll gladly get some get some like teardrops. We need to do live <laughs> tattoos on this show one day. All right. Well, that was. Oh, uh, hey, you dual. didn't announce the winner yet, Dadgummit. I'm the damn winner. The only winner Cor- Corbin won it with the question. Oh, I will say this: if it wasn't for the the smoky gray uniform, like the rule within tradition of the programs, then you had the edge. So, I, so I, you had I, to I use a w-
0: Tennessee rule, you know. You, you, you asked my opinion; I gave you <laughs> an opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's just no way we can do it in Florida. There's though. no way
2: they can take them down there and wear them sons guns.
0: <laughs> so, so you said, what do I think we
1: should do? All right, that was uh, (laughs) The Duel presented by Premier Excavation We'll be right back, we've got the Jersey Countdown
0: Do you have dreams about what your property Could be? Whether it's driveways Ponds,
1: septic, new home Construction, or even forestry mulching Let us earn your business And make your property dreams Come true Call Premier Excavation
0: at 865-766-9408 You can also find us on Facebook
1: Or Instagram Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. Are you looking for a place to tailgate this season? Look no further than the Volunteer Club. Free food, free drinks, free games, and an open bar. Yes, I said open bar. Also, you're going to get things like watch parties, shirts, decals, koozies, exclusive video content, special events, meet and greets, etc. You absolutely cannot beat the Volunteer Club. For as little as $5, you can join today. Click on my QR code, screenshot my QR code, or message me for a direct link and come tailgate with the best of the best. Go Vols. And we're back. Next, we've got the Jersey Countdown presented by D&M Fence Company. We're at 45 days until it's football time in Tennessee. But we're going to do a, a little flashback here from the days that we've missed. Number 51, who you got, Spur?
0: 51, Mr. Reggie McKenzie. He was a member of the Fearsome uh, Linebackers Corps. that also included Carl Zander, Alvin Tolles, and Dell Jones. Uh, he finished career with Tennessee with 174 tackles, four sacks, and was selected to play in the Hula Bowl. In 1985, and also in the Japan poll that same year.
2: It's a good pick. Hell yeah! I got uh, Drew Wichman, played 2016, 2018, offensive lineman, started 25 games. Uh, he actually protected Jared Gartano, who set Tennessee's uh, uh, record for pass attempts without without an interception at 166.
1: Well, I done this yesterday, and we found out today that uh, that he was changing numbers, but. I'm going with uh, previous number 51, Big Elijah Simmons, 6'2", 340, out of Memphis, Tennessee, redshirt senior, massive human being, strong, powerful. Uh, He's been banged up, but he's healthy now, and I'm excited to see him dominate that defensive line. Who do you have at number 50?
0: Number 50, I have Chip Kale, a two-time All-American standout in 1969 and '70. He was voted to the College Football Hall of Fame, class of 2006. Again, a two-time All-American, three-time All-SEC in 68, 69, and 70. The two-time Jacobs Trophy winner for the top blocker in the SEC. He won those in 69 and 70. He's also a three-time SEC shot put champion in track and field.
1: Great pick.
2: I was going through the internet and looking, and uh, I come across Bill Duff, and he played from nineteen ninety four to nineteen ninety seven. And what it what it was the whole article was about was he was a uh, brown belt and jang so de soul. By God, what a damn badass!
1: Number fifty. I'm going with Frank Emanuel, nineteen sixty three to nineteen sixty five, linebacker slash center, um, college football Hall of Famer, All American linebacker, allowed only ninety eight points his senior season. Um, eight out of 11 games, the defense held opponents to a touchdown or less. So nice.
0: awesome defense.
1: Number 49.
0: I think we all kind of went the same way on 49. And, Luke, if you want to go ahead and take that, go right ahead.
1: Go ahead, Corbin.
2: We got Woody uh, collier
1: You started it, so – oh, man, you, you had him first, so.
2: Oh, well, yeah, He uh, his Josie is retired. He uh, passed away in World War II. His uh, Josie was retired in 1987. He – he passed away defending our country.
0: And he played for UT in 1941 and 42. He was the first player to ever wear number 49.
1: Yeah, I know we was going to try to change it all up this week, but I've got Rudy as well. Born in 1923, died in 1945. Um, like Corbin said, defended uh, his country and ended up dying in World War Two. His jersey was retired in 2006. Who do you have at 48?
0: I got defensive uh, lineman Jaquan Barkley. He played six uh, – That's a good one. He played six seasons for the Vols and improved each year. Uh, 50 games and 10 starts in his career. Uh, he was a prominent starter in his final season with 44 total tackles, uh, seven for loss, three and a half sacks, and five quarterback hurries. He graduated away from Tennessee in 2020.
2: I got a Rocky He Hey uh – was it when I'm back for Tennessee? He went to Bearden High School. He was also the uh, Player of the Year in 1972.
1: That's a good boy. I'm going to go. Betty Feathers, uh, SEC MVP back in 1933. 25, 3, and 2 overall was his record. Two undefeated seasons at Tennessee All American. He was the first NFL player to rush for more than 1,000 yards in a season. Uh, he averaged 9.9 yards per carry. College Football Hall of Famer, number 47.
0: I think we all went with punters on 47, I do believe, but I think you two have something different than I do. I got, I got Joel Doyle at 47. Uh,
2: That's a good one.
0: 2018 SEC fall academic honor roll, a freshman All-American in 2018, and a Ray Guy Award finalist for 2018. Uh, averaged 41.4 yards on 21 punts, and he hit two 50-plus yards against Mississippi State in 2019. Including a season-long 57-yarder down inside the 10, uh, he he had 10 to 12 punts down inside the 10-yard line. So great punter, uh, all along the lines of two. You all are gonna pick. That's a good pick, actually.
2: That's a good pick. I got a uh, Dustin Colquitt uh, punter, of course, uh, averaged 40.8 yards uh, punting for Tennessee. I had 10,216 yards punting for Tennessee. He was always ACC with the coaches, and he had a long NFL career, uh, 2005 to 2021. So he represented us well throughout all all them years, Uh, 53,660 yards in the NFL punting. Uh, He had 483 punts inside the 20, and he had the longest punt of his career was 81 yards in the NFL.
0: I remember seeing that, remembering him being at Tennessee.
1: We actually got to meet his, meet his dad uh, at the, the live podcast that we had. Yeah. Pretty cool. Craig Coquit. Yeah. Number 47, I'm going with another Coquit. I'm going with Britton uh, 2005-2008. Fourth Coaklet punter in history uh, for Tennessee. First team All-SEC, freshman All-American. Uh, averaged 42.569 uh, yards per punt behind only his brother, uh, Dustin Coquit, and coming in third is Uncle Jimmy Coquit, Um Solid NFL career, uh, Super Bowl champion. Number 46.
0: 46, I took Raynock Thompson. He dominated the defensive side of the ball during his time at Tennessee, and he earned All-American honors his senior year. Uh, Thompson led the Vols on the 1998 National Championship team with 87 tackles in the 99. He also had seven tackles for loss and three interceptions, He was one of four finalists for the Buckus Award. He played in Senior Bowl. Uh, Thompson started in every game he played at Tennessee, so thirty-six career starts.
2: I had John Chavez. He uh, come on as a walk-on for Tennessee, uh, nose tackle. He uh, after his Tennessee career was done, he went on to coach for several teams through college football. He eventually come back to Tennessee through a linebacker and defensive line coach, to where he ended up uh, becoming the defensive coordinator. Towards the end of the Philip former era
0: What did you call him What was his name uh,
2: John Travis John Chavis Chavis Call yourself
1: champ I had to The chief right The chief Uh, I got Raynor Thompson as well That's my oh, fault man. Spur I did not send that to you uh, 1997 1999 linebacker As you mentioned All-American SC champion National champion um, and you mentioned the rest. So let's go 45.
0: Well, I hope we didn't pick the same again, but I got Will Bartholomew, uh, played college football at Tennessee, earning many honors, including twenty uh, 2001 SEC Good Works team, uh, is a rising academic all-district, uh, 2000 academic all-SEC, and 99 academic all-SEC. Uh, he was a captain on the 1998 national championship team. Uh, he functioned primary as as a blocking back for the team, but he was team captain in the 1998 National Championship team.
2: I got uh, A.J. Johnson, linebacker, uh, led That's the a- led SEC in uh, 2012, 138 tackles, 106 in uh, tackles in 2013, SEC first team. He went on the NFL, was undrafted in the NFL, but ended up uh, getting a starting position. And uh, he's no longer playing. As of now, for a team, he was on the practice squad. The last time was back in 2021. He's still active to get signed to a team, so he could get signed back. But his career's not done yet. We'll just see what happens there. But 252 tackles already in the NFL, and for the short career that he's had, really 252 tackles for an undrafted athlete—not too—not too shabby.
1: Nope. Yeah, he really got screwed over, you know. Um, honestly, yeah, his. The whole whole thing's messed up. He would have been, I mean, drafted extremely high. No doubt. Um, amazing linebacker. 45, going the legendary Johnny Majors, two-time SEC MVP, All-American halfback at Tennessee. Coached Tennessee for 16 seasons, won three SEC championships, uh, played in 11 bowl games with seven bowl game wins. Uh, 1985 Coach of the Year college football hall of famer johnny majors all right that was our jersey countdown presented by DM fence company we'll be right back we've got florida alabama georgia or other
2: ladies and gentlemen it's your man here the spank like myself DM fencing are the best in the business today they can install wood chain link vinyl picket composed metal barbed wire heck bring them bamboo sticks And they can install them things for you too. D&M Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865-435-4515 or 865-387-1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's D&M
1: Fencing. And we're back next. We've got Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other, presented by C&D Tire in Oak Ridge. I'm going to name all five headlines. They're going to guess which state that it happened in based off the headline. Number one, uh, suspect robbing Subway after his Jared, Jared diet failed.
2: That's Other. There ain't no damn Subway's in Alabama. There ain't no damn Subway's in Georgia. There ain't no Mm -hmm. damn Subway's in Florida.
0: Subway's the biggest restaurant chain in the entire world, but I'm going to go with Other as well.
2: Screw Subway. Fucking Jimmy John's was at. Firehouse Subs. Let's let's guess
0: the state. I'm going to say Other. I'm going to say they're wanting to go on a diet. I'm going to say let's do something stupid and go Pennsylvania.
1: Actually, New York, Alabama, uh, yeah. Zachary Torrance, um, man accused of robbing four subway sandwich shops, allegedly confessed he wanted to revenge. As a disgruntled customer, he was mad at the Jared Diet. It didn't work for him. He wanted his money back. Uh, he was arrested Thursday night and charged with first degree robbery for a robbery previous, uh, for a robbery the previous day another subway, surveillance video shows a man later identified as Torrance taking money from the register and fleeing the store. Torrance was arrested after a citizen saw the robbery footage and recognized the suspect from shopping at the, the Walmart with, with the subway in there. Um, in my... Oh, it, the
0: Walmart subway, they got us a man. They <laughs> got us the a <laughs> If it had been a Walmart yeah. subway, I had Alabama all the way.
2: In my defense, I thought you were talking about like a subway in New York or some shit like that, <laughs> like the the train underneath the damn ground.
1: Man molests wife's Shitzu because she gave it more attention. Man molests. I'm trying to process that. His wife's Shitzu dog because she gave it more attention.
2: That's uh, Alabama. <laughs>
1: Please be Florida. Please be Florida.
2: That's Alabama.
1: You guessing Florida? Please be Florida,
2: It's probably like some backwoods shit up in Kentucky, though. I'll go. Hold up. I'll go with the backwoods shit in Kentucky.
1: (laughs) Alabama man is facing (laughs) animal cruelty charges after police said he had sex with his wife's shih tzu. Jonathan Medley, 39, of Geneva, Alabama, was arrested Friday night one day after his wife reported the alleged assault to authorities. Medley's wife originally su- suspected her husband was cheating on her with another woman, so she hid a recording device in the house, <laughs> hoping to get proof of, of his cheating. Uh, instead, she discovered Medley was molesting Buster, a two-year-old shit zoo that weighed less than 10 pounds. Um, even more sickening that the assault was... Explained to police Medley gave for his behavior. He was mad at his wife because she paid more attention to the dog than him, so he had sex with the dog. Uh, Medley was charged with a misdemeanor count of animal cruelty. The bond was $535. (laughs) Listen to this. Medley was only charged with a misdemeanor because there's no longer a bestiality law in Alabama. They're just used to that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm trying to process this whole story. It's a lot. F- first of all, it, 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 Lord a moosey! <laughs> At least it wasn't Reveille from Texas A M. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a ten pound dog. He's certainly not Mister Six Point Five. No, it's uh. You're
2: spared now, Kentucky. Uh-uh. I, oh my god! I figured that'd be some backwoods shit from Kentucky. They all just sound just like Kentucky. Th- 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 Please Damn it, Alabama. Yeah. What the hell are y'all doing down there? No bestiality? No long? wonder why you have what an elephant the the as a mascot.
1: That's what they do down there, man. Damn. Man arrested after he turned his dash cam into cops to prove his innocence in a car accident. And it showed him robbing a store earlier in the day. What a dumbass.
0: That's Atlanta, Georgia.
1: That is Florida. A Florida man ended up <laughs> in jail after his dashboard camera showed police more than he intended. Xavier Moran 25, was involved in a crash on April the 5th. He told the sheriff's deputy he had been cut off by another vehicle and can prove it with his dash camera. He then signed a consent waiver to search the camera, but when the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Department reviewed the footage, they saw... Uh, Xavier burglarizing a beauty store earlier in the day. Authorities say the video showed Xavier parked outside Sally's beauty supply store, taking a baseball bat from the trunk and using it to break the glass door in the store. Um, Apparently, the incident happened at their parents' uh, house in rural Palm Beach, where they both live. Um, he allegedly pointed a gun at his father during the exchange. When officers arrested him, he tried to escape in handcuffs. According to police, he faces aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. One uh, count of battery resisting an officer. And um, yeah,
0: that's. There, there's meth involved in this somewhere.
2: What an idiot! <laughs> <laughs>
1: you got some good ones today, Luke that, That's impre- pretty good uh, Let's see here Man arrested during job interview with police department
2: Man arrested during job interview with police department? Mm-hmm uh, Job
1: interview with the police department and he was arrested
2: I'm going to say other I'm going to say New York City I'm going to say... Other New York from, from New York City throughout the rest of America down this way, yeah.
1: Phoenix, Arizona. Mm. Uh, and a <laughs> bank employee Alberto Lopez from Arizona was suspected of stealing $5,000 from his workplace over the course of three months. He was reported to authorities and promptly quit his job and moved to Phoenix. Uh, despite being a fugitive, Alberto applied for a job as a dispatcher for the local police department. He was a freaking fugitive? On seeing his application and making the connection, the police couldn't believe their luck and <laughs> thought this was the easiest way to catch <laughs> catch him, a job interview. Uh, when he arrived, he was suited up, ready to oppress, and, uh, and arrested on the spot.
2: We need to water an idiot award yeah. for, like, every damn one of these segments. It'd
1: be funny, <laughs> like, get their address and send them something in the mail.
2: Well, you may have to send—he's a fugitive. You may have to send him, like, a prison letter.
1: This may need to be cut off of this podcast, but
0: have you ever seen a video of the police doing a sting on uh, people that's got warrants out for their arrest, and they set up this fake contest, and they send all these people— uh, a flyer advertisement told them they won free tickets to this major concert. All they going to need to do is, is show up here to claim their tickets. And, like, hundreds of people show up. And they take them all in in groups. And as soon as they get into the center, they arrest them all.
1: I'm not saying It's that. fantastic. Awesome. Is it on TV?
0: It's on YouTube. And it's the greatest thing ever. Because people just show up. And they've all got warrants. Everybody there's got warrants. And when they go back to claim their tickets, they get a ticket right to jail.
1: It's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, that is very smart. Number five, man bursts into ex's delivery room and fights her boyfriend. Ex's delivery room. Man bursts into his ex's delivery room and fights her boyfriend. Well, the
2: question is, what the hell did she do?
1: Well,
0: clearly she's having a baby
1: with some other man. It so. yeah,
2: didn't say she's pregnant.
0: Delivery room.
2: Delivery room. <laughs> it may be her sister. It may be her sister. Maybe her mama. Mama may have a late start in life. You never know.
0: I've guessed Atlanta Food twice. I so will going guess it again. Atlanta, Georgia.
2: I'm going to go with Alabama.
1: Miami, Florida. Her mom oh, was arrested. Ten. After police said he burst into his ex-girlfriend's delivery room, kicked her, and got into a fight with her current boyfriend, her current boyfriend asked whether she wanted him in the room. The woman replied no, uh, began to yell obscenities and briefly left the room before returning and taking a fighting stance <laughs> in front of her boyfriend, according to the Sun Sentinel. Police said three security guards come into the room to attempt to restrain him. But he kicked the pregnant woman in the chest and was put into a bear hug. He was escorted out of the hospital. He faces charges of assault and aggravated battery on a victim who he should have known was pregnant. And in two years, he'll be on Mori Povich. That's, you are not the father. You are not the father. Not
0: no more. He's gone too. was tired.
1: The hell?
2: What are we going to do with that Mori um, and Jerry Springer? Dr. Phil. Well, we still got Dr. Phil.
1: We got the Dr.
2: Phil. And at baby. least we still got doc- Dr. Phil's gone. All, everything's... All
1: hope's lost. Well, that was our Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other segment presented by C&D Tire in Oak Ridge. We'll be right back to wrap this thing up. Hey, y'all. It's the Vol Daddy. The C&D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, They've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together, we went to school together, we played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook. That's CND Tire, 865-483-7455. All right, and we're back. We're going to close out today's show. Good show today. I hey, had a great time, except for I should have won that belt. I should have won the belt? Shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Hopefully we get, some, we get some good news Um. About some recruiting, hopefully we get that Mike Matthews, five-star wide receiver. We're going to get him. We're I think to him. so too. And uh, next week we should have a little bit to talk about what what happened during SEC media days. We're uh, we'll be eight million
0: dollars less in our budget, but that's going to be behind us.
1: We're knocking on the door, man. We're we're going to be in Nashville in a month and a half.
0: Yeah, that's a good news. Uh, football season is
2: right on the corner, we are actually a month exactly away from high school football starting. You know, when high school football starts, that's, that's what really, yeah, that's whenever you're sitting there, you're at the high school football game, and you're like, Man, college is in like two weeks, I cannot freaking wait. But hell of a show today, everybody out there, as always, like, share, comment.
0: If you see Spank, tell them, You know, get back on this show, we need Spank.
2: Spank, he's scared. I beat his ass so many times, he's sat out another
1: week. You know
0: Spank was supposed to appear at the WECO Outdoor Show wrestling event.
1: Scared week, there, too? This
0: weekend. I've, I've, I've heard rumors that, that he's not going to be there, that, that uh, the promotion that's coming said Spank didn't have the balls to show up. So said he's gotten too big for Wartburg.
1: Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Shots fired, boys. All right, well, episode 10 in the books, and we'll be back and uh, get Vols deep, baby. Vols, Vols deep.